Well, hi there. Hi, Karen. What are we doing? Uh, we're we're in our our shelter in place chic attire, <laughs> and we are uh, we're chatting the way that we run our office now. By. By Teams. Yeah. So I try to do this from my kitchen where I've set up part of my office. And despite our best efforts to bump up the Wi-Fi signal in Queen Anne, Seattle, which should be, right, the techno hub of the world, and yet we have horrible Wi-Fi. So despite our best efforts, it was crap. So uh, Rachel secretly let me into the downstairs abandoned floor of our office, which is actually, I'm, I'm currently in our moot court conference room, which is a big area that has movable chairs and tables, and we use it to do uh, focus groups and other presentations like that. It's a, it's a, a big room. Uh, you you're probably feel like you're sitting in a gymnasium by yourself right now. Well, I do have company who is Nala, who's quite irritated uh, that I pulled her out of her cozy chair. So oh. if, if you hear some grumpiness, that's Nala. Hopefully she'll be quiet. Yeah, she's she's outside the luxury of your, your home now. <laughs> I guess. And plus we're at the office, so she thinks that Anne's going to come and rescue her, which that's not going to happen. Yeah. Have you explained COVID to your four-legged kid? She doesn't you know what's going on, but she's very yeah. happy. She has 24-7 attention. Anyway, so... Yeah. Let's go back in time, and um, what happened here was that we've all kind of been watching what unfolded in China, and we saw that it was coming to Seattle, and Seattle saw it really faster than anyone else because we had a nursing home that got infected, Life Care Center of Kirkland, and suddenly we went from watching it unfold to being an epicenter in the United States of America. Um, our office, we have two of them, is not a remote office by nature. We are in in the office. I mean, if we're not doing depositions and trials and stuff like that, our staff is always in the office. We're in the office. It's, uh, there's two of them. And we like the synergy, the creativity, being able to bounce into people's offices, bang on the wall, Brad's on the other side. Um, we just kind of run around the office with our with our dogs, frankly. That's true. And, uh, at the same time, we have been a progressive office. I think I've talked about this a little bit before that um, lawyers are techno-averse in general. Uh, I still know lawyers that don't know how to email, different generation. But things move slowly in law compared to the rest of society. Uh, but we are very fortunate to have an IT person. So... What happened next was that Brad and I uh, and our IT persons, we, we immediately started having a lot of meetings, and, but we had an infrastructure that was already in place that had been ramping up uh, each, each year. We never would just say, oh gosh, we're, here we are, we're stable, we're set, we're good. We were always, what, what do we need to do next? What do we need to do next? Because in, of course, in technology, everything is only as good as it was until the next thing comes along that you have to get ready for. So we, we uh, last year through our IT person who's Ryan Monahan on, uh, uh, he builds our computers 
Uh, so he builds our components and puts our computers together and he did a whole refresh because the last time we did that was six years ago, I think. So we had been replacing the computers. We got a, our, our phone system was fried. So we got a new computer phone system to supplement our, our existing. And so we had this infrastructure in place. We also moved to Office 365. But we were in the process of getting some of these little pieces set up. And yet, on I believe it was March 3rd, King County Executive said, we strongly encourage um, our employers to consider increasing the ability of people to telecommute, which my daughters tell me is a very old fashioned term. The day that King County asked us to consider the possibility of, we just shut down our physical offices and went to full on remote. Um, and we did it for the safety of our staff, our employees, our clients, and the world. Um, we really believe that we shouldn't be above uh, whatever the other people are asking just because we are lawyers. Um, everyone is having to make sacrifices and we were not, we were gonna just do everything, not only by the book, but over the book. And we started that process on March 4th, whatever the day was that they made their announcement, the next day we started implementing it. We had a skeleton crew for the first week, but even then we were making provisions for what if a total shutdown is to occur. And so one by one, each of the skeleton crews started being sent off home uh, and uh, setting up their own remotes. This was a little bit more difficult. All the attorneys could work remotely, but not all our staff could. So we had to enable everyone to do that. Uh, but here we are now March 25th. So 20 days, 21 days later. No, 20. I'm such a good counter. 21. Yeah, three, 21, weeks. three weeks later. This is our third week now of being a remote law firm. And I thought that we could share some of our thoughts and strategies with other people that have struggled also to make this change and also to reassure our clients and to warn the defendants that other than the fact that we're working from our, hospi uh, our hospitals, our homes, it's business as usual for this particular law firm. So, it yeah. It is. And um, I mean, there's really nothing that we can't do. We've been continuing business as usual. We probably see more of Hoquiam now than we have because we're doing regular meetings, uh, video meetings with people. But um, this is, you know, it's not the same as being in the same room with the client, um, talking with somebody in person, but it, it's the next best thing. And, and fortunately, you and Brad, are our managing partners, are millennials at heart, I think, and have been ramping up this tech for a long time. And yeah, we're, I mean, we're doing all the same things that we, we were doing. Sometimes, I, you know, I might have a, a baby strapped to me for a 15-minute <laughs> interval. But other than that, uh, pretty much everything everything else is the same. And, you know, we're going to be reaching out to our clients on a regular basis. Um, it, you know, everybody has stressors on them right now for uh, different reasons and sometimes many reasons. And, and you guys have been doing a tremendous job of checking in with people, um, kind of seeing them where they are. <laughs> And uh, including Nala, who has her own stressors right now. <laughs> um, and and so yeah, I mean we're 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 doing all the same business that we've been doing. I, I, and we've been getting messages from mediators saying we're doing remote mediations. 
we're uh, preparing focus groups and doing focus groups. We're doing all the things that we we uh, customarily do. It's just a little bit um, a, a little bit more remote. I thought we could um, just take people through some of the steps of what we as an office have been facing and um, and use that as kind of a launching off place for some of our typical discussions. Uh, for example, you mentioned having a baby strapped to you, which of course we were all we were all screenshotting that. Uh, but Ray, who is you know apparently so serious all the time, his kids came in, his daughter mm -hmm. with her unicorn and her his son, uh, little Henry, and, and you know it, it just made me it just brought me way way back in time to when I used to have my kids with me when I went to work. And you guys have more traditional households where you keep your you keep one parent at the house and then the other parent goes to work. But as a single parent, primarily, I I didn't I I was pretty integrated. Yeah. And I think you and I talked about hey, it may seem initially inconvenient that your children are bugging you when you're trying to focus, but there's some real silver linings in that. There are. I mean, I think one thing for our you know inside our office is in some ways it's more intimate to be in this uh, remote setting where you're in somebody's bedroom for you know when they're talking I mean really you are, I mean this is a spare bedroom slash office but like you're in somebody's home and you see the cat you know rolling around over their head on the couch or you see um, somebody have their kid run in with a unicorn and, and just sides of people that you, you would never see in an actual office setting, even though we're very casual as far as, you know, allowing dogs and, and it's not like we're all um, stuck up like that in our office, but we just, you don't have occasion to see somebody's kids that often. So that's kind of cool. Um, but it is, I mean, it is a balancing act. There's no question um, about that. But I mean, honestly, for those of us in Seattle, <coughs> excuse me, I don't have COVID. Uh, for those of us in, in Seattle, the time saved on the commute from a normal traffic day is more than enough to make up for the distraction um, it, from, from, you know, my in, in terms of my arrangement anyway. Um, and my kids are, are pretty understanding for right now. Now, six weeks from now, I don't know. We'll see. But so far, so good. The way that we looked at it was the first week was kind of cool. Um, yeah. I wasn't even here. I was in New York. And so no one even knew I wasn't here because we were all remote. And uh, people enjoyed not having to commute. But by the second week, people, people were starting to miss each other. And... Um, and you start to feel really kind of homebound, like your world becomes smaller when you telecommute. Um, it just does. I, and I know that after this social experiment out of necessity uh, is gone, that all of us are going through, or most of us are going through, that there will be people saying, see, we could do this all by telecommuting. But there's so much that's lost when you do that on a long-term basis. Um, the social interaction that we all take for granted and sometimes resent, like so-and-so is always popping into my office, you know, I wish that wouldn't happen. That's what makes the world beautiful and our lives full. And and for us to be, you know, to not have that going on right now, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's going to start to wear on us. So we're not going to convert to a remote office, uh, but having the option of occasionally remoting in is great. And for now, we're, we are fully remote. And we'll talk about that. Um, I, w I thought maybe it would be helpful if you could just tell people how we started to use Teams and what it is and wh why we like it so much. 
So, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry about that. Um, we so we use Teams, which is a Microsoft um, 365 Office 365 application, um, and it's mainly for all kinds of live communication. So it has a chat function, group chat function. Um, it has um, a planner like scheduler to do lists um, with assignments that you can put in, um, and it has video calls and phone calls and file storage, and it's all in one place. And so we use it um, as you pointed out, I mean, we don't have the sort of casual, um, you know, walking through the hallway conversation. Everything has to kind of be intentional uh, as far as any kind of communications we have within the office, but we can use Teams to set up all those communications and um, it makes it, it, you know, it makes it kind of seamless to be able to share files um, and presentations around the office. What's Nala doing? She's being a bad girl. I might have no. to go put her, put her, uh, in her little timeout room if she doesn't stop. And you're pausing a little bit. So there, this isn't potentially a perfect recording. We won't know until we're done, but you're missing some words I've noticed. Oh, okay. Like right we'll there. See. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we've, we're using Teams primarily for inner office um, work we had done done it quite a bit for and, and we have it on cases we we can add co-counsel for example to our teams but when we're not using teams in the office we're we're using probably going to move to zoom for out of office um, uh, communications and things like that uh, but there are other issues that we've had to deal with for example the courts yeah let's talk about the courts yeah uh all right so as old as i am i have never seen the courts shut down uh let alone for a suspended suspended a, a, an extended amount of time and in particular i've never seen them shut down anything related to criminal um so we are in unchar uncharted territory can you explain for people who don't know why that's so um, why that's so important and, well, and right. monumental? So you have the right to the speedy jury trial. I think most of us learned that in civics. You have a right to speedy jury trial. So even without a, an, uh, a problem like this, just in our regular daily lives of dealing with courts, a lot of our civil cases end up having some issues because we have to get behind the criminal lineup uh criminal gets to take precedence because there's a constitutional right involved because people are well, in prison yes their 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 liberty is is imperiled so here when the courts made the decision to really effectively shut down with some limited exceptions because they can't completely close their doors at least they haven't decided to do that yet they said no jury trials uh no trials no hearings in person, and primar primarily in the Western districts at least, no even business at all that's not a hearing. Um, the federal courts are a little bit different. The federal courts have said, have said no trials, no hearings, but they're still ruling on motions, which are basically procedural requests without oral argument, meaning if we're not arguing it, and in federal court, you really don't get to argue hardly anything they can just rule rule from wherever they are. And so that hasn't changed. But 
most of what we do is in state courts. Some of what we do is in federal courts. And it's been shocking. I think that's that's the first thing I would want to say is it's absolutely shocking. We are currently under a stay home order from Governor Inslee that my opinion came about three weeks too late. <clears throat> but uh, in fact, we've been staying home for that long, but it should have been declared a long time ago, not being well enforced at all. If you if if you believe the the pictures from all the parks with all that that are filled to the brim with people in them. But that that order allows essential businesses and the courts are uh, are open although the courts themselves have chosen to close mostly and uh, businesses that impact legal rights uh, mandated legal protection such as our office technically we probably could come into work and we probably could not be remoting in and i'm sure that there are a lot of offices that are not remoting in because they don't know how to do so however we believe that we have a social responsibility to do what's best for our for for all involved and, and set set a tone. But this whole court thing, maybe you can give a story about how it's affected one of our cases. Where yeah, yeah. and we can go into that in more detail, but just one one little example of why we're so concerned about it. Well, so one uh, in one case, what you do when you file a motion, it's a written document that you electronically file, and it's set for a hearing date. And usually there's no actual appearance in court like you see on TV where people are arguing about the motion. It's just the judge reads the materials from both sides and makes a ruling. And we had one where the hearing date was, I think, the day of or the day after the courts closed. And instead of getting a ruling on it, which we had been waiting on for some time, we got the we're putting all motions on hold until April 24th reminder, um, even though we had filed it before this order was put in place, this emergency superior court order. So we're going to have to wait, uh, you know, another month, more than another month, or I guess now it is about a month uh, to to get any kind of decision on something that we had been waiting on for weeks. Um, or at least needed for weeks. So yeah, I mean, it has a ripple effect through the entire system and any cases that are filed, especially, and, and even those some unfiled are going to be impacted by it. We're going to do another episode on how this is going to impact our cases and what we need to do. But but the, the concept that we're looking at is uh, we're partisan, okay, in our practice of law. There are plaintiff lawyers, the good guys, and there are the defense lawyers, <clears throat> the bad guys. And the defense lawyers have a strategy, which has been around forever, and it's called deny, defend, and delay. The three Ds, and that's how you are a good defense lawyer. And I say this because I was a defense lawyer. I know this. You want to slow it down, you want to deny everything, and then defend the heck out of it. Well, they've just been gifted the ability to slow everything down and they're going to take full advantage of it. So that's that's going to be a second uh, episode that we're going to talk about. But yeah, so we don't have all the answers in our law firm, but it's really interesting. Even though we've been doing this now, going on three weeks, I feel like our morale is pretty good. I really do. It is, and that's thanks to you guys. I mean, really, I... It, it, 
it is hard to check in on everybody and it, given the number of things that people could be concerned about right now, whether it's their own health, uh, not being able to see their parents or other loved ones um, being cooped up with somebody like a roommate they may not you know get along with or or see eye to eye on you know things like that there's just so many things that um, people f <laughs> feel stressed about and everybody could use a therapy dog like Nala um, but Who's the worst therapy dog other than she's so freaking crazy cute yeah well that's <laughs> what therapy dogs are for um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a lot going on right now. And uh, I think everybody who has uh, employees, I mean, we've got more than 30 um, people in the law firm in two different offices. And, you, you know, you, you got to check on your people and, and ask them not just how they're doing like work-wise, but like, how are you doing? <coughs> yeah, she agrees with me. Nala agrees. Nala? <laughs> She just, she just doesn't want to, she just doesn't want to be here. She wants to be back in, in her cozy land at the house. <laughs> you know, she, and she wishes she could be a lap dog also, but she's too big. She yeah. just doesn't fit. Now she's all covered up in my cords. Hopefully she won't, she won't destroy anything. Okay. I know. Uh, okay. Get comfortable on my lap that you don't fit on. Okay. She's kind of comfortable for a moment. Yeah. Well, um, let's end this session just by talking about morale and just the human aspect of this. Um, so, first of all, people do watch the news too much. And people that are at home, some of the people have said, like, well, occasionally I'll turn it off. I'm like, okay, first of all, I never even have mine on. I remember talking to one... Um, of our expert psychologist once who's an expert in PTSD and he told me he doesn't watch the news because because um, it's too it's too anxiety producing um, and he would rather have a calmer life he's got enough to you know stress in it having to do what he does for a living which is to calm other people down who have um, terrible amounts of stress um, so I think it, it is good to, to uh, check in on people other people you know, make all these assumptions like, oh, this this person is a young person. They're not worried. Well, uh, they have parents. They have neighbors. They have loved ones that they can't talk to anymore in person. But they can't hug. They can't reach out. We want touch. You know, we want to hug. We want to be in contact. We are social beings. If by now people haven't realized that, I don't know what to say. And some of our staff just were really sad. Um, going to work was a, believe it or not, I mean, that's what they like to do is to go to work during the day. It gives you structure. It gets you out of the house. It gives you, you get to see your friends, um, right. be with people. So I think that for anybody that manages a law firm, uh, you really need to talk to everybody. You need to get on the phone, not just text them. And um, then make sure that people are connecting with each other, which I think this firm does there a lot of there's a lot of friendships in the firm and different people are always talking to other people and and helping especially with the technology some people are really good with technology some people need some more help with technology I mean we have 60 year old staff members who are in their you know later 60s because no one ever leaves this firm <laughs> yeah. um, so it, it's just a reminder to honestly to, to be there caring and loving one another when when we're really in this terrible place. 
It's true. Yeah, I, and um, I, I think I can't say enough about face-to-face -face interaction too. I think it's a big, big help to people um, that you care enough to actually arrange <laughs> a wet dog nose in your face, Karen. Uh, no, but do you care enough to actually uh, arrange a face-to-face -face meeting with somebody and um, really see them? Uh, I mean, you know, that, that that's not just something we say, you know, see, really seeing somebody is important. Uh, it tells you so much and I think people feel more understood and more checked on if if you actually see them. Uh, yeah. So I can't say enough about this video conference. Technology. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I think this is a good kind of overview of what our firm is doing to stay fit and healthy during this time of remote work. And fit? I don't know about fit. I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing pull-ups on my kids' playground equipment. Uh -oh. That's all I got. Well, we'll wish everyone a good day. All right. Over bye now. Bye bye, everyone. Bye.